Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. The Super Bowl is here. The Super Bowl is here. Two days from now, the Super Bowl. You know, know uh, it happened in October. I also did not know that it happened on wheels. It happens on wheels. It's the Super Roll. Yeah. I might, I might need some training wheels, though. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. My mic's a little hot here, so uh, I'm going to turn that down. Your mic's a little hot? Yeah, my, 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 ear bar, my eardrums are blasting yeah. out of my head. So. Well, just think hey. of how Devin sounds. Oh, it's just like every day with Devin. Yeah. I, you told me I was in whisper mode today. I was <laughs> yeah, but you're just sitting too close to me. I can hear you through my headphones. I thought that's why I was in whisper no, mode in today. I hear you through my headphones. <laughs> they, they were going to get you one of those noise canceling ones. Canceling. Nose canceling. <laughs> Well, Actually, yeah. That's about like libation. <laughs> <laughs> More to follow. You know, I said that one time. Uh, and, You'll and, never hear and, that. And, yeah. no, I said it to my wife, and she corrected me, and now glasses. I only say it. I know. This is fantastic. For those that can't see, Devin is wearing some aviator style sunglasses with American flags. have to put Devin in the room next door, so I'm not distracted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, yeah. well, you do have I'm, a I'm excited. I'm. I'm. I'm so you're okay. Yeah, you got a little, little bright for, for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, well, welcome to putting the pieces back together, and uh, we are a radio show that is presented by Purple Heart Homes. We're proud to be here on WSIC, and uh, all the podcasts, all those things that you uh, can tune into this. And uh, uh, Purple Heart Homes is a 501c3 based out of Statesville, North Carolina, and we uh, solve housing problems for disabled veterans all over the country. And uh, we're glad you're with us today, and we've got a special show, um, sort of a different show today. We're going to specifically kind of center around this event that we have going on here in Statesville coming up on Saturday called Take That Hill, and we've got a guest in that flew all the way now, from Alaska now to I know participate. He's from, I know he's from Alaska. It's a long way, but I've been on a plane this week, too. You Matter of fact, I spent, I spent as much time in a delay as he spent flying one way. Well, that's true. You did, which yeah. is not so great. So before we get before we get to our <laughs> special guest, we're going to keep everybody in suspense because you just said something and, and it and it resonated with me. We were uh, in Florida, had Scott yep. Burns, took Scott Burns down to uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale to yep. do an interview with Montel Williams for the upcoming uh, show that we're doing, the Military, Military Maker. Maker. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was really James. cool. And uh, in the process... Scott, in his interview, when was asked, what did Purple Heart Homes do for you? His response really blew me away. Really? Yep. It saved my life. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's I was awesome. just, wow. just just, blown away. He said, you know, the impact that it had for him and his family, mm-hmm. just it, that he didn't realize mm-hmm. how much they were suffering and how much he was mm-hmm. struggling until he had a safe, accessible Really, all, all we did was build him a rent. No, we we did a bathroom remodel and yeah. an addition. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Scott's good people, man. So for the yeah, Scott has a nonprofit called Seven Days for the Troops, and he's been on the show with us before. And he basically puts himself in a twenty foot tower for seven days and raises money for different veterans' causes. And we've been the beneficiary of that, so a lot of other veterans have been helped. He's done that here in Statesville, right in downtown, and. Um, yeah, he does it all over the country, and it started like 17 years ago now. And he does four or five or six of those every year and takes a week out of his life. And he's a double amputee now. He, he started out as a single amputee, and then his other leg, you know, um, accumulated abuse over the years, and, and he had to have 
an elective amputation on, on his other leg, and, it, and uh, so his first one was a service-connected injury, and and now he's uh, now he's walking around on two prosthetic legs. So uh, he's a really good dude. So when he got the second leg amputated, we built a ramp. That's right. We did. Right. Yeah. I'm going to get him to take that hill sticker for both of his legs. He requested that. He did. So really? In the mail <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, Scott's a really cool guy. I, I love his tattoo on the back of his leg. It says, I'm with Stumpy. Yep. <laughs> they saved the tattoo? They saved the tattoo. Oh, that was his beautiful. request. I, how, do I they, how do you do that? I don't know. You're going to cut off a body part. I'm not sure. It? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's on the front or the back now, but, you know, there's some lapping of the skin and crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyhow, Military Makeover is a big deal. We're the official charity partner of Military Makeover for the next year, and the first uh, episode has been filmed in Texas. Yep, yep. we'll be airing in November 10th on Lifetime, I believe at 7 or 8 in the morning. 7 or 8 in the morning. Yeah, it'll be posted on our website. Yep. Okay, yeah, so that'll be really interesting. You can go back and watch those on demand too though right you if you have lifetime and it actually airs on over 200 other stations uh, nationwide uh, after the premiere and oh uh, wow excellent yeah wow. and uh, some some good news montel and art edmonds uh, will be coming to Statesville, North Carolina to do yeah. the next project. We'll be uh, starting that project in That's December. I know you're you're excited about that. I am excited about yeah. it. Can we can we say anything about that? Uh, not not just not yet. yet. Let's just okay. save well, the we'll surprise. We got we can't we'll give we can't give too out. much out on one show because okay. then it would All blow right. up we'll the station. Dangle, we'll dangle the <laughs> don't want to do that. We, I don't, we, I don't we, think we, that's how that works. So what is Statesville going to do with like Montel Williams hanging out here? I'm not real sure. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, you you know, uh, Montel Williams was was a Marine, right? He was also also a Naval Academy graduate too. Twenty-two year Naval officer. Yeah, and don't and don't try to you know go. He was a Marine. Like he like he was, but I mean he is. It's a title. You earn it. Yeah. Yeah. He did some other things too. If you want, if you uh, look, we got we got a special treat for all of our guests that are following on online on Facebook, and if you're if you're listening on the radio and you would like to get a good laugh, you can actually see a video clip of Devin that will yes. be playing during one of our breaks for our, for our Facebook audience. Yep. Joe's uh, giving us the head nod. We're, we're not speaking out of turn. Oh, that's You'll awesome. be able to see what we have to deal with every day. Yes. It's really yeah. sad. It's so, so sad. Yeah, but let's finish introducing our guests before we get to our break, and let's get on to the show so we don't have no more uh, dead yeah, shenanigans. So, yeah, we got a couple minutes till we go to our first break, and, and so our, our guest is like uh, one of my dearest friends in the whole world and uh, super thankful for him. We met um, three years ago um, through a phone call uh, when I called him because we're both affiliated with an organization called Project Echelon, and uh, his name is Jared Sarton. He's an Army veteran. Him and his family live in the Anchorage area. They are winter sports fanatics, and uh, uh, Jared currently uh, serves as a uh, civilian employee at Fort Rich uh, up there, and uh, yeah, he's got a great life up there, and we're really proud to have you on the show today, and thanks for coming from Alaska, dude. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Hey, yeah. no problem. Hey, man, if you would, man, like, let's do a quick bio. Tell us a little bit about your quick Army career bio, and, and, uh, uh, and then um, we'll get into some stories after the break. All right, so uh, quick... Joined the Army, 97, infantry, uh, airborne, went to regiment from there, 10th Mountain, from there up to Alaska, from there down to uh, Ranger Training Brigade, where I was an instructor for a couple years. Decided 
I wanted to go to the dark side, became an officer. The Army and their infinite wisdom decided they sent me to the quartermaster branch. <laughs> <clears throat> From there, <laughs> stayed in a couple more years before I was medically retired. Mm-hmm. And then stayed in Alaska because my wife and family liked it up there. And now I work for the Department of the Army as a operations specialist in the 11th Airborne Division. That's outstanding. And I, I got a cool. coffee cup. It has uh, Arctic Airborne on it. It's pretty fantastic. I, so, just, uh, I just think it's cool that the Army's so smart that they, they made Jared uh, quartermaster. Yeah, they took a Ranger, <laughs> they took a Ranger, Eleven Bravo, Airborne. I mean, you, you know, you know how to size people up yeah. in the woods and and out in the desert and how to take them down. So let's let's get you to size them up yeah, in the right. in the clothing oh, shop. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Hey, we're gonna go to break here. You're listening to putting the pieces back together with our friend Jared Sarton. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Thanks for tuning in. All right, welcome back to Putting Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We are here with our special friend, Jared Sarton, all the way from Alaska, has come down here to ride and take that hill. And awesome. uh, Jared was just sitting here uh, talking to us about his uh, military career and some of the work he's doing now. So we're in for an exciting interview, and uh, we're going we're gonna to turn it over to him. And uh, we were just talking about how... Uh, he had uh, kind of transitioned to the dark side. So tell us a little bit about that, how you went from being enlisted to an officer, and then what what some of those career changes were well, like. I will say this. He's got a good story about going to, you know, he went to uh, SFAS, so Special Forces Assessment and Selection. That's a really good story. You need to tell Wh- that Which one? Both of them. <laughs> Yeah. What do you mean? Both well, about the, uh, about the, hey, hang on, Brad, come back and try for you. No. There's a reason. There's a reason that you're one of his best friends. Senior school one, if you're talking about that one. Or the, whichever one you want to tell, man. It could be, there's the, you talk about the 21 day, hey, come back and try again. Hey, Jared, as long as we don't have to listen to Devin, you can tell him. By the so, time they get back from the bird, I mean, but, so, let me get some. but what Brad's talking about is I went to selection one one time, the first time, got uh, all the way through 21 days, and as I'm walking back, I didn't get selected, and the cadre looks at me and he goes, hey, you know, you can come back if you want, if you're interested, you just need to come back. And basically, it was an open invite to come back and try again. And so... In my Which not everybody gets. No. Right. Some people are like, we never want to see you. Yeah. Right, right. It's called yeah. Yeah, never to return. Yeah. 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 So I got that invite, went back, tried it again, got selected, you know, but decided not to, to go that route. Brad, I've told Brad multiple times, been to uh, Sear School down there at uh, Cat McCall. Now, for our well, listeners, for, explain what Sear School is. Uh, Scape is, uh, man, it's been a while. Scape. Search, search, escape, Zi- uh, yeah, evasion, evasion. resistance, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how bad. That's survive, how long. Survive, survival, escape, resist, yeah. and evade. Yeah. So it's down at Cat McCall, formerly Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty. Mm-hmm. So went down liberty, there. Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong, Liberty. I'm sorry. So go down, go down there for what they tell you is the cl- there's no starter end day on the class. So you go. I'm in the class. We go out in this field problem. We get captured. They bring us in. They separate you by your group. I'm, as I'm getting interrogated, they want to know who's in charge. They're pointing on the map, and uh, the guy's like, hey, who's in charge? We know you guys started here. 
We want to know about the radio. Like, they want to know all the details. And I sit in this chair in my <laughs> hospital gown, boots with no laces. And I basically just sat there and looked at him and did the Obi-Wan Kenobi. We didn't have no radio. <laughs> and the dude looked at me and kind of laughed and chuckled. And he kind of did, did you just try to Jedi mind trick me? And I was just like, <laughs> he, then he got up, got on the phone and said, hey, we need Captain Chaos <laughs> down in cell four. And then Captain Chaos proceeded to walk through the door. When he opened the door, Captain Chaos was so huge, big of a man, he had to turn sideways and squat <laughs> down through the door to get through the door. And then... He just open hand slapped me. Now, was this door intentionally built to be very small, or he's um, just extremely large? It probably was both, man. but these were okay. in this school. These guys were some of the biggest humans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then he just took one hit, and that's all it took. And uh, yeah, I heard the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much got anything he wanted after that. <laughs> yeah, my office leading, and uh, here's where we walk. Yeah. yeah, and I'll tell you where all the secret yeah, papers are. Tell me, uh. he got everything. He got my address. They got my address. My kids. What? Like, yeah. you, you want me it. to be the radio? Say yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I go to Sears School and they like put a needle anywhere near my eyeball. I'd given all the nuclear codes away. Yeah. <laughs> a needle yeah. near your yeah. eyeball. You learn, you learn a lot about yourself in that place. That's yeah. very specific. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. So uh, you you didn't get then you went back to back to Alaska. Yep. And uh, but you had some time when you're in the Ranger Regiment. That was I was a young uh, young young private. Young private. And he entered a little competition that they have down there called the Best Ranger uh, Competition. That was further down the road. Yeah. Yep. And um, and I was did, an instructor down there. Pretty job. good. Did pretty good. I did. I did all right. Yeah. First time. Yeah. Yeah. What place did you Brad go? Brad likes telling the story more than me. I love this story, man. <laughs> I love this story, man. Uh, I, t I took fifth. And Brad. Yeah. Brad wants to know. That's. A good, I mean, but, out of how many teams? Uh, there was fifty at the time. Yes. Yeah. 50 teams back in 2010 finished 10th i mean fifth out, out of 50 teams so so where are you going to finish uh this saturday uh depends on where brad's at in the group yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might noodle with him uh normally i tend to finish towards the back my first year i think i i did finish dead last uh due, to, do. the, due, due to the fact that i decided i want to do an extra lap because he my did. gps wasn't working I tell you, that exactly. first year was that, the count. first year was really tough. Oh my God! First and second year. Yeah, yeah. well, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah. So when I say yeah. first year, that was my first year. Yeah. Two years ago, we yeah. did Bear Mountain sixteen times. So uh, climbing wow. Eleven thousand or seventeen climbing eleven thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. And it's funny. So so that's the kind of the genesis of the event, and um, we we started during COVID, right? And nobody could. We couldn't do a fundraiser like we normally do, and. So I had seen this guy online doing a, a fundraiser where he was riding a, a bike up and down a mountain to raise a raise awareness and money for a, a charity called No Kid Hungry, and he raised like a hundred thousand dollars in a day. And I was, I mean, he's a famous cyclist, and right. And so I just decided, well, so we can do something like that. And I, it, it originally started with me just doing it by myself, but then I had a bunch of stupid friends that were like, "Hey, we'll do that with you." Right, you know, right, right. And, it, and it turned into a thing, right? And, and so the thing that we're doing on Saturday had its genesis in a very small group of people on an isolated road in Alexander County. And so as of right now, we've got 137-some people coming to ride this thing. It started with 11 or 12, you know. And, and Jared, 
came our second year, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome because it was like 78 degrees that day, it was and hot. it was hot. Coming from Alaska, it's not really what you experience up there. No. Yeah, and you were sweating. S- sweating. And cramping. Well, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't come prepared as much as I thought. Originally, I was supposed to go to uh, Costa Rica yeah. for La Ruta. Yeah. But COVID. Big race in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yep. Yeah. COVID mm-hmm. destroyed that. Yeah. So I decided to come here and support you guys. Yeah. And uh, wasn't as prepared as I thought for here as well. So right. I just decided to have a good time and uh, started off the morning maybe putting down one too many drinks. <laughs> to hydrate myself. So I, all I know is I, I drove into Barrett Mountain that morning, and we get out of the car, and we're unloading our bikes, and I hear, and he's got an old Milwaukee, uh, well, or a Pat's uh, Blue Ribbon. Wait, 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 look, wait, wait, wait. Listen, in, in his defense, I was uh, I was watching a, a fitness video the other day, and uh, make sure you drink eight uh, beers before old, you do anything. No, old yeah. Arnold said that uh, you had to put a little schnapps in your uh, schnapps in your. Uh, in your protein drink in, in order to help it, in your pre-workout <laughs> to help it get into the bloodstream. So that's, you know, it's a good, good strategy, yeah. Jared. I, yeah. I'm, oh, with wow, I'm with didn't, you. I'm Didn't work, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I had a good time. It was for a good cause. I great, met a bunch of great people. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to come back last year and same thing. Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so. we're really glad you came. There was one particular moment I was coming down Barrett Mountain about 50 miles an hour. You know, down in the steepest part, and I see Jared, and he's walking his bike up the mountain, walking it, right, not no longer pedaling. And he's got his, his jerseys unzipped, and he's just sweating. And I was like, you good? As I wrote my and he's like, no! In some other <laughs> colorful language that can't be repeated on the air, but it's pretty fantastic. So we got about three minutes to break, and so what I want to know is, how did you? You were not always into cycling. Right? No. Yeah. No, no. What, what was the? How did, how did you get into it, and what's it meant for you? Uh, originally, I was a, believe it or not, long distance runner. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of marathons. I was training for an ultra, and got Achilles tendonitis, and so I had to stop running, and just started picking up cycling. Yeah. Mm. And so, as well as I spent uh, seven weeks in the Chris Kyle Hospital up in. Anchorage, Alaska, dealing with some PTSD and other issues, and they helped me find a veteran organization group that helps with dealing with issues, and that's how I found Project Echelon outside. Got it. And so linked up with uh, Eric Hill, emailed him, and they put me in contact, you know, with some of the guys cycling, started on the program, you know, linking up, giving me a coach. Sent me a trainer and yep. just started that way. And so for those that don't know, Project Echelon is another veterans nonprofit that seeks to get veterans into fitness, um, specifically in cycling, um, mostly endurance sports. Right. Um, and it equips veterans to get, like, um, discounted parts and access to bikes and nutrition and gear. Coaching. And things like Coaching yep. was one of the things, and I ended up, uh, we had Eric and Zach on the show um, about a year and a half ago uh, when you were down for the Fondo for for, them, for their organization. And Zach was my coach for a long time, and he's like a national champion in time trialing. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a powerful thing to be a, a tool to be able to give people um, as they're trying to get, you know, some focus and direction in their life. It really helped me a lot, too, for sure. 
Um, that, that's amazing. So, yeah. Um, well, that's good. So anyhow, for those who don't know, we're, we're talking to Jared Sarton. He's an Army veteran. He's a cyclist. He's down here from Alaska. He's going to ride Take That Hill. It's going to happen on Saturday, this Saturday, October the 7th. Everything kicks off about 8 a.m., but the, the event's going to go on all day long. We'll talk a little bit about some of the special guests that we've got coming uh, when we come Very up here. Very special after, guests. Incredibly special yeah. guests. And, and uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to hear from Devil Dog Devin about the first project that we did there on Barrett Mountain yeah. and mm. how it all got started and our special friend Bill Rocap. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good story. To that. So, yeah, thanks. You're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together here on WSIC. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. And it is our favorite time of the show every week, where we get to hear from Devil Dog Devin. We're going to turn his mic on for just a moment, and then we'll quickly <laughs> shut it off after he's done. But, uh, Get a mute button. Yeah. All right, Devil Dog, tell us about Mr. Rocap. Well... Hello. Joe had his mic off. That's fantastic. Did he have my mic off? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, the the very first take that hill uh, happened up on on Barrett Mountain, Alexander County, um, and uh, while that was going on, there there was a, a, an interesting visitor that came down that mountain. That's true. Um, there, there's a veteran up there, um, Mr. Bill Rocap who lived at the very top of Barrett Mountain. Uh, and he was known in the community around Taylorsville, Alexander County, and, and parts of Iredell for, for building these little wooden white crosses. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just come down to visit and, and see what was going on on his mountain. Mm -hmm. And come down and found out that that uh, Take That Hill was going on to raise money for veterans and, and housing needs. and. Uh, Met John and met Brad and uh, well they walked, they went up the mountain to visit Bill, um, and found that Bill was basically living in in what you'd expect somebody in a third world country to live in, not not one of our veterans. He he had a workshop that he built his white crosses in, mm -hmm. that he spent every dime that that wasn't dedicated to food and keeping the lights on mm -hmm. and, and putting gas in his truck. If if it didn't go to that. He, he put these crosses together because he thought that if everyone had one of those crosses in, in, in their yard in America, that we'd all just, we, we would we would see how much we had in common. Yeah. He thought um, it was going to change the world. He I thought it would change yeah. the world. Yeah, I will say just, just my own personal perspective, uh, of course, I went and put one in my own yard. And, um, and in the process, when, and Joe just uh, pulled Thanks. one out here just now. In the process, when you uh, when you see that every day, as you look at your neighbor, it certainly makes you think about your neighbor a little bit different. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, and so, uh, Bill would come every year uh, to take that hill, both uh, in 2020 and 2021, and he would he would be with us. He would be up there encouraging us when we were training, when we were riding up and down the mountain, um, and came to when we changed sort of the format of the event to make it bigger. He actually came to Statesville last year and brought crosses with him. And then, you know, back last winter, we found out that um, Bill had gotten sick and um, he had developed bladder cancer. Um, he refused treatment. And um, I went over to the hospital to see him back in, in May. And as soon as I walked in the, you know, as soon as I walked in his room, I knew, you know, you can tell when, when somebody's at the end. And uh, 
you know, Bill looked at me and he, he was weak, um, but he was still alert and said, um, I just want to get out of this hospital and go back home and die in my Purple Heart home because uh, that was the tiny house that we had constructed for him. And um, so John came up with this great idea in June uh, for us to go up to Bill's house. And uh, one of the dreams that John had, I mean, that Bill had, Bill was, had. Yeah. For, yeah. was for us to, to make crosses uh, at Purple Heart Homes to give away. And so John came up with a great idea. To, to, and so we got our truck and put a bunch of material in it, took a bunch of tools up there, and Bill had come home. I think it was on a Thursday that we went up. He had come home on a Monday. Um, he was not well. I, I went in to visit him before we got started. Uh, but his caregiver, Michael, uh, told him that we were all there, and his eyes lit up, and he smiled. And, um, and we made 250-some crosses that day. And, but in the middle of making all those crosses, um, Bill passed away while yeah. we were all up there. And uh, so um, um, to honor Bill, I decided uh, this year every, every rider gets a, uh, a little American flag to carry. Uh, everybody in the event and so uh, I'm riding in honor of Bill this year and we've got a bunch of those crosses that we're going to have at mm -hmm. Take That Hill. They'll be free to give away and you're welcome if you come out you can take one home and you can remember and honor Bill and you can also remember this that that God loves us all a lot by giving us the cross and uh, and that's what Bill wanted to know and so I want to honor him by putting that message out. Uh, just, to uh, just a shout out to some of the groups that had uh, participated both in the uh, building of his home, mm. the uh, building of the crosses, and uh, you know, I'll start off. Uh, Bill was pushed in one of the Need for Speed carts mm. up Barrett Mountain. Up Barrett Mountain. Up yeah. Barrett Mountain. Yeah. Got wow. Cool pictures he of touched that. So many people's yeah. lives, and I don't know if it was harder pushing him up the mountain or keeping up with him going down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> I know he, had, he had a ball. Yeah, that was all our friends from over at M F three here in, in yeah. Statesville that pushed him up that thing. And uh, it, Speed for, Speed for Need is an F three uh, affiliated group down in uh, the the uh, Lake Norman area, and they're they're fantastic, and they do that all over. And so, uh, yeah, it was a really great had day. had uh, his local church there. Uh, his they church. Got, they got behind the uh, project, helped build the house. Well, Bill didn't have one church. He had churches. He had churches, <laughs> yeah. Churches. He was connected. He was connected with 10 or 15 churches up there, and everybody knew Bill. I mean, everybody. If you went to Wendy's in Taylorsville, you knew Bill because he was there every day. <laughs> Food Line came out, and yeah. actually, Food Line, uh, very, very uniquely, they came out and celebrated his birthday with him. Yes. Hol other holidays with yes. him. They would uh, go hang out with him just yep. to go visit. They sure did. Uh, spent a lot of time with him. And, and I, I think about that project and how the community united around it because when we first announced that we were going to do the project for Bill, we learned that nobody knew where he had lived that's and the true. conditions that he lived in. That's true. But mm -hmm. as soon as they started to learn the story, yeah. the outpouring of support yeah. uh, from that community and a willingness to help him was just unbelievable. And being a, a Vietnam era veteran, that was very unique. You know, we don't often get that for our Vietnam vets. I know. And yeah. So I was really, really proud of the community. Yeah, it was like that. the um, uh, Taylorsville Baptist Association had a meeting one night, and I went up and shared about a little bit about what Bill was going through, and he had some advocates there, and had a lot of pastors and leaders in the community that got involved. It was, it was really quite the, 
Um, it took us a long time to get it done. It did. Because we were, we were in a fledgling organization when it came to tiny homes. I think that time. was the very first thing that, that I was attached to with Purple Heart Homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, one of the reasons why I wanted to be part of this. Yeah. Well, and I, I know we got just a couple minutes for the break. I want to tell this one quick story about it. So you mentioned it took a long time to get the house done. You're right. There were so many different challenges yeah. uh, building the house, uh, particularly for where it was going. Uh, up on the mountain and kind of prepping the land. And and I distinctly remember one of the meetings that I had with Bill. One of them. Yeah, there, there, were, there were many. But this one particular meeting, uh, we, we were trying to figure out how to get the power to the house. And as we were we were working with the power company, the power company said, hey, look, we'll run the, the new power line to the house for free, mm-hmm. but you have to disconnect that old shed. Yeah. And then we'll move that meter. And so Matt, our, our, our program services director, he was leading that project. And he said, you know, I've talked to Bill. I've talked to Bill. He just will not agree to it. And, John, it's going to cost $6,000 just for the cable to run the power from the shed to, right. the, to the house. He said, and we can't, we can't get that donated. I was like, okay, well, I'll go talk to him myself thinking, I'm going to talk sense into this guy. He's going to have to listen. I've got rationale. I've got pers- persuasive powers. This is going to work. Yeah. And uh, I get up there, and Bill listens to me, and then he looks at me. He said, he said, John, I appreciate everything y'all are doing. He said, but if I can't have power in that shed to build my crosses, you can take that house back. I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, and that exactly was the right. most powerful statement I've yeah. ever heard a veteran say to me. Yeah, that it meant stuff. that much to him. Yeah. And so we got some volunteers. Yeah. We dug a ditch and we yeah. run a power line from yeah. the shed to the house. Yeah. <laughs> there was no more arguing. Bill yeah. nope. Bill had all the power. I, and awesome. I remember very specifically, I would I would say power. And he says, the power comes from the sun. Yeah, that's right. The power comes from the sun. <laughs> and, and I was like, Bill, we're not putting solar panels on your house. He says, no, you're, you're not listening to me. The power comes from the sun. Yeah. He was spelling it different than you. He was. was. And yeah. so I finally, I picked it up. I said, okay, we need to get the energy into your house <laughs> through that cable. <laughs> <laughs> something else, man. He was amazing. He, he really was. Hey, we've done 1,186 projects uh, for folks. Bill Brocap is obviously uh, special to us, but all these veterans are special to someone, donate to phhusa.org or join a chapter, however you want to help. You're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together. Back together. We're back. Bring us back. Yeah, we're back. You're listening to Pin the Pieces back together. Yeah. Are we back here? We're back. I didn't know we went anywhere. We just kept oh talking. Is this is why I have fun or what? It was, yeah, it was awesome, man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're in, in the WSIC studios on Radio Road in Statesville, North Carolina. It's fantastic to be here. We got our friend Jared Sarton. We're talking Take That Hill. It's our big event that we do, cycling event. Um, we showed a video prior uh, to our Facebook audience. Uh, about with Devin featured in a training montage as if, if it was like out of Rocky. Right? <laughs> it, it was, you know, hearts on fire from Rocky Four when he's over in the Russia. The only semblance to Rocky <laughs> was more like the music. He looked more yeah. like Kid Rock trying yeah. to ride a bicycle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, 
But when you come out to take that hill this year, if you're not a cyclist and you want to challenge yourself to a workout, we've got a friend of ours here in town named Joe Baker. Joe Baker has a company called Joe Baker Fitness, and what he does is he's a personal trainer. He trains people to achieve their fitness goals in their life. And not only that, but he brings a whole community of people together. Joe's putting on an absolutely free workout, and it begins at 10 a.m. at Southern Distilling on Saturday morning. And Devin, I hear, is going to be participating in that, and I know he's really looking forward to that. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, mean I hear I'm, Southern Distilling's bar opens up at 10 as well. We'll I have to say, I'm, I'm <laughs> planning to participate in the workout. It's the curls at the bar, right? <laughs> uh, we also heard that Devin is going to get stunned by a taser from the Sheriff's Department if we can raise $50,000. $50,000 to Purple so Heart Homes. I am excited. We're going to have two gentlemen Fourth from that, the law enforcement first. community out there that will have tasers on oh, gosh. At, take that hill, and that could be no, a part of the award ceremony. Th- this is a separate event. You oh. can't just do it for ta- – well, we can probably link it all together. Oh, we could. You know, I really like that. That means that we're actually uh, only about $5,000 away. I oh, know. my gosh. It's lucky. <laughs> Come on, we just need a few donors. Check, check out purpleheartholmesusa.org. I bet you, you know, you could probably get Woody to get maced. Oh, for five thousand. Oh, oh, wow, wow, Let's oh yeah, that's I mean, true. It's true. Yeah. So William Wilcox from one hundred six five the end, and our radio will be. There. I'm going to get tased, aren't I? Uh, and, and Devin's going to get tased. You know, one of the coolest fundraiser events we did with uh, Woody and Wilcox was. Uh, Woody wearing a garbage can while we shot the AR-15 golf ball on track. Yes, that's right. And Wilcox had a lot of fun shooting yeah. at him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, the, the one that he was most worried about was when they handed his wife the gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Yeah, because she meant it. She meant it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, but it is going to be a great day. Everything starts at 8 o'clock a.m. Our first flight of riders go out at 8 a.m. The event goes on all day. And so... Probably our special guest uh, that we have that we're really excited about is uh, Colonel uh, Joe Marm and Command Sergeant Major Bob Patterson, both Medal of Honor recipients for actions in Vietnam. Um, they are going to be on hand at, uh, at our after party. We're going to sort of have a, a, a period of time where they're going to share some of their stories. Uh, people will get a chance to meet them. If you've never met a, a Medal of Honor recipient, I encourage you to come out and meet them because uh, it's very likely you may never have the opportunity to do that again because there's only 66 of them that are alive uh, to this day. And uh, we're really honored and privileged to have those guys coming out. John, can you speak to the Medal of Honor Society just a little bit and what they do? Yeah, you know, uh, really unique organization, uh, different than some of the others like Military Order of the Purple Heart where, uh, you know, it's their, their focus is really on expanding patriotism, right, and helping promote patriotism. It's made up their board and their membership is exclusive to Medal of Honor recipients. There are now 66 living Medal of Honor recipients and a great organization. They're, they're doing some really unique stuff. Their uh, staff and uh, for the society is a little different. Uh, they only focus on taking care of and um, supporting the recipients to execute their program. Mm-hmm. And then all of the fundraising activities for uh, the Medal of Honor and their, their mission is handled by the Medal of Honor Foundation. Yeah. Uh, got a new museum uh, down in Texas. Uh, there's a museum being, uh, being re- rebuilt, I guess, yep. revamped, updated in um, Charleston, South Carolina. And that's on the USS... 
York, Yorktown. Yorktown. Yeah, USS yep. Yorktown. Yeah. And um, really, really amazing exhibit. And uh, just something something worth going to and seeing. Oh, if you for sure. Before. Yeah. And you can go online and look. If you go to the, if you just Google the Medal of Honor Society, you can look up the citations for for every single one of the in the history of, of the Medal of Honor. You can look up the citations and read those. And you know, there's words like conspicuous gallantry at, at uh, with uh, with disregard to their. No regard to their own safety or their own life. But you know what yes. I've always found most interesting about Medal of Honor recipients? We think about we think about war and we think about, you know, valor and we think about, you know, heroism in the in the manner of fighting, right? And that's how it's often portrayed in in you know, movies, particularly Hollywood, you know, movies, not necessarily documentaries. But the reality is most every single Medal of Honor citation has always been about saving life. Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Right? That's true. It's, it's how yeah. people disregarded the value of their own life, but put yeah. others' lives, other people's lives ahead of their own. And, and, and they're just amazing, amazing yeah. men and, and women. I got some more awards while I was in the Army, and I got an Army Achievement Medal for fixing a cabinet one time. Is that, is that a big deal? I can only imagine <laughs> that they give those to chaplains. I'm not sure. I didn't, ha I didn't have ca I didn't have cabinets. I fixed the cabinet in the chapel at Fort Jackson, and my commander thought it was awesome, and he gave yeah. me a medal for it. I, I had a serious. I had a sleeping bag. <laughs> See, this is why the <laughs> the Marines don't respect uh, yeah. that <laughs> any any like, award given out by the army. He called me up in a formation. The chaplain come up here. You know, the chaplain took his time out of the tear these cabinets out and fix this thing. So anyhow, but, that's uh, position improvement, right? Yeah, that's right. So there's gonna be a lot of awards given on Saturday for people that perform well. What we have is a time trial going up Barrett Mountain for the 80 and the 60 mile event. Wow. We have a 35 mile event where um, fastest back to the the uh, distillery and our awards again this year have been uh, provided by Hardcore Hammers and we're really excited about it. And they're really unique awards. You know, lot, some races, things you go to, you get a little medallion and you hang it up on your wall, but we give you a piece of hardware. And, uh, and it can be used for something if you'd like to. So uh, um, Jared uh, has been training hard. And uh, for those who are listening, we're, we're talking to our friend Jared Sartens, Army veteran, he's come down from Alaska to ride and take that hill. And uh, um, today we have a bike ride scheduled with our friend Rambo. And um, you had a bike ride with him the other day. Uh, uh, was, that, uh, was that a pleasant experience? Uh, no, no, not really. No, no, really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No, nothing with Rambo I think is pleasant. Yeah, right. Rambo knows one speed. It's full it's gas. Go. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's go. go. It's go. Yep. Get on my wheel. Right? Yep, that's it. And uh, so we've been training all summer um, and looking forward to this, and we're really excited. But we've got a lot of local cyclists that are coming. Registration is still open. You can register for both all three uh, in-person events and and, and to sign up, you can register for the workout of the day. You can show up and you can register day of. Uh, but we definitely want, even if you don't ride and you don't work out, we want to invite people out to be a part of the celebration. Well, we're celebrating veterans. Um, we're celebrating um, the Medal of Honor. Uh, and we're celebrating our community. And uh, we're really excited about it. And we hope, uh, we hope we'll have a great turnout. And, and we're indeed grateful to our friends at Southern Distilling 
that have made this all possible for oh, us. Oh, yeah. Everybody bring your family out. I mean, there'll be a food truck there, Foxy Roxy Pizza. Foxy it's, Roxy. That's right. It's best pizza in town if y'all oh, haven't had gonna it. going to be there this year again? Yeah, I think I heard, I saw something about donuts. I, I, I don't know yeah. for sure. I, I do know that there's going to be uh, some coffee uh, out there for those early risers and uh, really for all day because Americans drink coffee all day. Ain't that yeah, the true. thing? And, <laughs> uh, and, and they'll even have the fancy pants coffee for, for those of you who drink that. I'd Thank say. you very much. I will have a glass of that before I ride. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, and right. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right? <laughs> no, not this year. Not this year. Pre-ride. Pre-ride. Uh, technically, beer has lots of vitamins in it. I'm just saying. Technically. So, Jared, I want I want to. So, cycling is a big part of our life, and we love it. And uh, what does cycling do for you, mentally, emotionally, um, in a positive way? For me, it helps. Uh, Regulate keeps me clear, yeah. help, you know, helps keep me focused. I know if like I, I'm having a tough time, I, I get on the bike, and it just clears my thoughts. You know, yeah. I can go for a ride either by myself or with the group. Yeah. It just make, helps me clear my head, clear my thoughts, man. Yeah. It just really helps me out. Yeah, me you too. Know? Yeah, me too. So, There's something about it. I kind of relive my childhood, um, riding my bike around Statesville on my Schwinn Varsity that um, I worked uh, mowing grass, saved up all summer to go buy that thing. It was a 1976 bicentennial edition of the <laughs> It was red, white, and blue. It was fabulous, man. It was the envy of all my friends. Really? Oh, yeah. It absolutely was. It was great, man. And so when I go ride now, we, we not only feel like middle schoolers, but we act like middle schoolers as well. Uh, and it can be quite. Uh, it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great day Saturday. Really, the weather's looking good. Yeah, it so. is. It just needs to get about. 10 degrees cool and we'll, we'll be straight. <laughs> yeah. um, Brad, yeah. for those of us that are not cyclists mm-hmm. and, and self-punishing by riding 80 miles, True. Um, there's volunteer opportunities as well. We've got a lot of great volunteers and maybe even some opportunities still open, yes? Yeah, if you want to go to our website, you can click on the you know, volunteer button uh, on our website. And if you want to volunteer and come and hang out and whatever you want to help do, we've got uh, opportunities both on site at uh, Southern Distilling with um, making sure things are in order, and, and uh, I think our parking and team most, is covered. But we've got most important is the follower for Woody to make sure he doesn't get lost. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's got to have his own personal yeah. follower. <laughs> we've been lamenting that last year. Woody rode the eighty and finished first, but he actually only he rode sixty before, miles. He finished before the sixty milers. He did. He, did. he was finished first for that one too. And, and my son is the announcer, and he went. And in first place in the eighty mile event is Woody. <laughs> Oh gosh, you I would have loved this. I was like, how did you get back here so quick? So, oh, uh, hey, come out this uh, Saturday, Southern Distilling, all day long. Sure the whole to be epic. It's going to be epic. We can't wait to see you. We'll be back next week with another great show. Thanks for listening to WSIC and putting the pieces back together.